0: Hi there, and welcome to The Works. I'm Ben Che.
1: And I'm Ben Peltier. In today's show, a preview of an upcoming concert by young French clarinetist Raphael Severe and the Hong Kong Sinfonietta. On Saturday, Raphael will be playing the Weber Clarinet Concerto. For us, he'll be playing something a little shorter.
0: And there's politics mixed with music. In the songs of activist singer-songwriter David Rovix, he flew into Hong Kong for a concert last year. We grabbed him while he was here.
1: We also talked to the architect who is bringing to completion one of the world's great landmarks, Gaudí's Sagrada Familia Church in Barcelona. Sadly, Gaudí died when his masterwork was only
0: one-fifth completed. Now it's expected to be finished in 2026. First, though, at the Red Elation Gallery, painter Orlando Campbell was exploring a violation of symmetry. (laughs)
2: <laughs> British artist Orlando Campbell studied historic wood carving and icon painting. He says he was born to be an artist. Drawing was all he wanted to do as a child. He believes in living in the moment, he says, and enjoys having a very disjointed lifestyle. In his first exhibition in Hong Kong, he's showing works that reflect his life. A violation of symmetry, is also about the violation of a disciplined life.
3: Violation of symmetry because all of the work is symmetrical but what I'm interested in is the when things aren't symmetrical. I want people to read the work in the same way that you would look at someone's face as in a portrait so people's faces are never exactly symmetrical either side and so I hope to have that feeling in my work. But if you look closer, you'll realize that there's differences in in every single reflection. So in every single different side of each of the pieces is minor, little, minute differences which I've changed. So I use a lot of different imagery in my work from a wide range of sources, but um, I don't really plan any of the pieces before I start, I just start working and see what happens. I just like materials which, which are beautiful to me and which are very tactile. So I'm really, I really like using materials which sort of, which have a, an inherent quality to them which is powerful to me. I'm interested in the idea of a painting as a sculpture because for me everything has been made by myself from scratch. and. For me I see them as objects, partly because they have 3D elements to them. But that's what I'm interested in exploring, is the the crossovers between painting and sculpture, because obviously everything which is an object is a sculpture anyway, naturally. Even if it's flat, it's still sculptural, because paint is a sculptural thing. So in this painting, this is a miniature distorted version of the larger picture, which is connected at the same point by this wooden band. It's almost like the idea of having a, a small version of yourself. My work has a, means a lot to me, so in that way it's the most important thing to me. So in that way it's almost like a religion.
1: May began with Labor Day, also known as International Workers' Day. So we thought it was a good month to take a look at a singer-songwriter who has been focusing on workers' rights and other causes for much of his
0: career. He's David Rovix, and he was here last September to perform at the Hong Kong Fringe Club.
4: I got into music as a little kid because my parents are both uh, classical musicians. There was a certain summer camp that I went to um, that was very influential in terms of Playing music and and getting into uh, writing about political issues, you know, because uh, when I was uh, when I was ten years old, uh, there was a partial nuclear meltdown uh, not far from where I lived in, in the state of Pennsylvania, the Three Mile Island nuclear plant, and um, and that affected me and a lot of other people. Um, in terms of just scaring us about the nuclear power and the dangers
2: of it. He'll
5: give everyone food stamps and wheelchair ramps. New York-born
2: musician David Robbix spreads his political messages in song, giving voice to his anti-war stance and belief in social justice. Last year, touring to promote his album, Meanwhile in Afghanistan, he performed at the Fringe Club, he also wanted to raise awareness of, and funds for, the Defense for Children International Palestine organization, which supports children held in prisons in Israel and Occupy Palestine.
4: In terms of how much impact you can have on somebody emotionally in three minutes, there's no way better than a song. The thing about music is you can you can transport people to a place that you're singing about, a, a time in history, or a different place in the world, or something that happened. The only way that works well is for the music to be good and the lyrics to be well written. I mean, the rhymes have to be effortless. Uh, you know, you, you can't use catch words. You tend you would basically avoid you avoid all sorts of words that ring alarm bells. You don't you don't use words like capitalism or imperialism or communism, you don't use those words in a song. You tell a story and you don't tell people what you think or what you feel or what they should think or what they should feel. You just tell a story and tell it well.
2: He says that a few weeks before he arrived in Hong Kong, when he was about to board a plane to Auckland at Narita Airport in Tokyo, he received a phone call from a New Zealand immigration officer. The officer told him he couldn 't enter the country without a work permit, even though he knew this was usually a formality that could be easily handled. He was forced to cancel six performances in new zealand
4: were were i 've definitely had problems because of being a political. Activist, basically, and uh, but but it's it's subtle, it's subtle, it's uh, it's a it's very reminiscent of Kafka. You know, th- there's this like you you know that you're being watched and you know that they're messing with you in many ways. Like more higher level activists, people that they're really concerned about, they put on the no-fly list in the U.S. So there's like I don't know a hundred thousand people I think who are not allowed to board an airplane. Because, and they're not being accused of any crimes, um, but they're just told that they are too high security or whatever, they're like a security threat. When Edward Snowden got to Hong Kong um, within a couple of days, I, I wrote this song um, because, well, I, I just, uh, I mean, the revelations that he, I mean, of course, you know, everybody. everybody knows that the U.S. is spying on the world and intercepting everybody's emails and listening to everybody's phone calls and, you know, that nobody has privacy. And, I mean, everybody knows that, who who is sort of involved with activism or who is, you know, sort of not got their head in the sand. But, uh, but what Snowden did, which is so tremendous, is he proved that this is actually happening. This is the most uh, significant development to happen in, in the past, well, certainly in the past few months. I mean, it's uh, you know very significant. So, yeah. so I wrote this song.
5: Secretive government had a secret operation, massacring villages, killing millions, secretly bombing an entire nation. They wiretapped a hotel room. They got caught and a government was deposed because of secret documents Daniel Ellsberg exposed. One government came down, and to prevent a repetition of this fact, the next government passed the Freedom of Information Act. Each administration since then hoped it would go away. Then they finally seized the chance on a September day. They passed the Patriot Act before a single congressman had read it, but don't ask the executive how they interpret it, because that itself is secret, never to be revealed, just like their secret prisons and all the torture sessions they concealed. Then they formed the PRISM program, so they wouldn't even have to ask compliant corporations to assist them in the task of collecting information. Every email you ever wrote, every book you ever read, Every call you ever made, everything you ever said. I looked into a prism. What did I see? A police state looking back at me. The secret government men lied to congressional committees. Secret information, even a senator can't see. Secret bureaucrats working with secret corporations, enforcing secret laws, forming secret juries to serve a secret cause. I looked into a prism. What did I see? A police state looking back at me. One brave man came forward and then he fled town. And now the secret government men mean to hunt him down. Feinstein says he's a traitor. McConnell said so too. But I'd say if we have a future, it's because of the whistle that he blew. I looked into a prism. What did I see? A police state looking back at me.
0: Welcome back. Catalan architect Antoni Gaudi was one of the world's great visionaries and one who left a stamp very clearly on the buildings of Barcelona. Well, there's a lot of his work
1: in that city to choose from, but perhaps the most impressive and certainly the grandest is his design for the Sagrada Familia Church, which sadly remained unfinished at the time he died in 1926.
0: Works going ahead to finish it, and an exhibition at Times Square gives Hong Kong viewers a chance to take a look.
2: If you haven't had the chance to travel to Barcelona, or even if you have and want to take another look, until June the 1st, you have a chance to see works by the city's most renowned architect, Antoni Gaudí. The exhibition includes 14 original objects from the collection of Spain's Catalan National Art Museum. Replicas of Gaudí's designs, such as chimney tops and the lizard sculpture at Park Güell,
0: are on show outdoors. 呃,同埋一啲真係,呃,authentic嘅槽头板啊,凳啊,同埋金属嘅水龙头啊,例如马饼。身后面有个好大嘅,嘅指标啦。咁其实都系一啲本地嘅设计师去花咗一年嘅时间去研究,到到最后用咗一啲,呃,日本专利嘅技术去做咗嘅一个咁大型嘅指标。
2: to best display the objects, the organizer has created a setting in the form of one of Gaudi's most recognized architectural designs, the Sagrada Familia Basilica. Architect Jordi Fauli has been working on completing the basilica for 23 years.
6: The main challenge is to follow the Gaudi project, for that to study to investigate the Gaudi original project that he, he left, and also from his project to make possible the construction.
2: The building was the inspiration of a bookseller, Josep Maria Bocabella, who wanted to build an expiatory church dedicated to the Holy Family. Construction started in 1882. A year later, Gaudi took over the project. He died after being hit by a tram in 1926 with the project only 20% finished. The nativity facade had been completed. In 1936 Gaudí's workshop, which contained plaster models, drawings and original designs, was destroyed in a fire during the Spanish Civil War. Nevertheless, the work continues.
6: The cylinder could be a skylight the light could enter throwing a cylinder the weight is shared and also is possible to build this form this skylight with ceramic tiles that follow the skylights and also is a very good acoustic form Gaudi wanted that he was designing a project to the future Gaudi wanted that the skylight will be finished Gaudi uh, gave freedom to his to the future architects. But he wanted that they will follow his ideas. <laughs> and this is our duty following the Gaudi project. It's been
2: around 130 years in the making, but today advances in technology have helped to speed up the construction of the building. We produce
6: models automatically from the computer with machine with uh, uh, 3D printed. How do you produce models? Mano, with, with the hand. We produce the model with the machine. But the real discussion of the project is in the models. When asked
2: if he was concerned about the pace of the construction, Gaudí once said, my client is not in a hurry. Fowley and his team hope the Sagrada Familia will be completed in 2026 a century after Gaudi's death.
6: We think this moment that this this date could be possible uh, to finish. Um, It's a a prevision to finish only the architectural part not the artistic part. Gaudi planned the construction by phases. He built the Nati facade. His successors, the Pescian facade. We have built the knife during 25 years. And now the uh, the main task is to build the sacristy at almost 40 meters and to project and start the building of the six central towers. We hope that we will arrive to the cross place in the top of the main tower around 2020.
0: On Saturday this week, the very young French clarinetist Raphael Sevier is performing Weber's Clarinet Concerto with the Hong Kong Sinfonietta at City Hall. Today, he's in our studio, not only to give us a taste of his talent, but also to talk to Ben Pelletier.
1: So you're here in Hong Kong uh, to do quite a lot of things, actually. You've uh, you had a master class. You have the performance with the Sinfonietta, of course, with the concerto, and as well a chamber music uh, concert. Um, where do your interests lie as a player? Are you more
7: of a soloist? We, with the clarinet, as a clarinetist, uh, we must be both because uh, uh, with the repertoire, uh, there is so much to do uh, in chamber music, of course, and, uh, and in, as soloists, too, so I'm really both...
1: Uh, it must be rather difficult because there aren't so many of you guys, the clarinet soloists, are there?
7: Yes, yes, uh, that's true. Uh, there is, uh, there is uh, maybe... Uh, uh, I don't know everybody, of course, but there is uh, like ten or I don't know... Uh, uh, it's, it's difficult, yes, uh, because um, the asking, you know, is not, uh, not comparable to a violin uh, string player or pianist. Uh, but, uh, but so it's very exciting to, to be one of them. <laughs> Can you tell me about some of these projects you have in the pipeline,
1: like uh, recording projects coming up yes. or, or working with new music and new composers?
7: Yes, of course. So there is this new CD, upcoming CD, uh, will be released in uh, September. Yes, with the Brahms Sonata and the Brahms uh, Trio for clarinet and cello piano with a very good French pianist and friend. Uh, um, his name is Adam Laloum And uh, for the new music, uh, yes, I'm working with a French composer uh, who is named uh, Jean-Frédéric Neuburger. And I already uh, had created create one of his piece, and uh, there, there will be a new one next year. So it's very, very exciting to, to, to be a part of, of that work. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thank you a lot.